Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 the patriot wwtc minneapolis st paul intelligent radio fueled by lucky's station with srn news i'm gordon griffin the associated press has learned that an american soldier killed in an ambush in niger with the with three comrades but recovered days later wasn't captured alive by the enemy or executed at close range. The report has determined that LaDavid Johnson, a 25-year-old sergeant, was killed by enemy rifle and machine gun fire as he fled the attack by an offshoot of the Islamic State group. The attack took place October 4th. Johnson's body was recovered two days later. U.S. officials familiar with the findings spoke to the AP on the condition of anonymity to describe details of an investigation that has not yet been finalized or publicly released. Shelley Adler, Washington. A five-county funeral procession has begun for firefighter 32-year-old Corey Iverson, who was killed while battling the colossal wildfire that's still threatening homes in Southern California. This is SRN News. Larry Elder prepares Republicans for what's to come. Now, the reason that Al Franken was pressured into resigning is because they want to use the argument that Trump has had allegations against him. And their argument's going to be, we're cleaning up our house. We're getting rid of our miscreants. You're adding to yours. You've got Trump. You've got Roy Moore. We've got the high ground here. That's why Al Franken was thrown under the bus. The Larry Elder Show, afternoons at 5 on AM 1280. The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. You're listening to AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. Coming up next is the second half of the Northern Alliance Radio Network with Brad Carlson, the closer, right here on AM 1280, The Patriot. So don't go anywhere. But first... From the Blue Ox Heating and Air Weather Center, here's a quick look at your weather forecast. Today, a high of 30 degrees with partly cloudy skies. A high of 38 and partly cloudy for Monday. And a high of 34 and sunny skies for Tuesday. Stay tuned. It's Brad Carlson, the closer, right here on AM 1280, The Patriot. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan. Here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another edition of the broadcast we like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning into the show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. You can also text your comments or questions at 651-243-0390. And you can weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NARN. That's hashtag N-A-R-N for any comments or questions regarding today's show content. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in to the broadcast. Only about uh, eight more shopping days to Christmas Day. So uh, if you're not enjoying the Vikings uh, game or if you're out Christmas shopping, hey, appreciate you tuning in to the podcast nevertheless. Well, as I, uh, it seems to be kind of a weekly lament that I have that I only have an hour to cover uh, all of the news that has taken place this past week. So I'm going to try to get to as much of it. As humanly possible, and then uh, we are going to be joined at 2.30 by Doug Wardlow. He is vying to be the Republican nominee for Minnesota Attorney General next year, a uh, a office which has not been held by a Republican since, uh, well, since about around the time I was born, if you want to know how long ago that was. Yeah, I am that old. So, <laughs> but, uh, so we'll talk to Doug Wardlow and uh, hear about his candidacy, how it goes thus far, and uh, it's going to be a busy, busy election season in 2018. That is for certain. So you think 2016 and 2017 were newsy years? Whew, boy, 2018, yeah, uh, as we say here in Minnesota, woofda. Anyhow. I promise I would never say that. I apologize. I want to get to uh, some of the news of this past week. One of the big news items, of course, 
something we've been talking about on this very show. And Larry Elder kind of stole my thunder, by the way. The little uh, commercial clip that was played at the top of the hour before we came on the air. Uh, Larry Elder kind of saying a lot of what I'm going to talk about this particular race. Of course, the Alabama special election. I'll read from the New York Times story. Uh, Doug Jones, a Democratic former prosecutor who mounted a seemingly quixotic Senate campaign in the face of Republican dominance in Alabama, defeated his scandal-scarred opponent, Roy S. Moore, after a brutal campaign marked by accusations of sexual abuse and child molestation against the Republican, according uh, to the Associated Press. The upset delivered an unimagined victory for Democrats and shaved Republicans' unstable Senate majority to a single seat. Mr. Jones' victory could have dramatic or drastic consequences on the national level, snarling Republicans' legislative agenda in Washington and opening, for the first time, a realistic but still difficult path for Democrats to capture the Senate next year. It amounted to a stinging snub of President Trump, who broke with much of his party and fully embraced Moore's candidacy, seeking to rally support for him in the closing days of the campaign. You know, I said this uh Probably last week, maybe the week before, I was surprised that Trump didn't come out and kind of do a victory lap. And I, a big fat, I told you so to those who endorsed Roy Moore, because initially President Trump in the primary uh, in down in Alabama, the GOP primary endorsed Luther Strange, who I believe is the interim senator out of Alabama right now. And of course, he's going to be replaced once they seat Doug Jones. And I always wondered, why didn't Trump do the victory lap saying, you know what, if you would just because he's real big on that especially taking credit for things of which he has no right to take credit. But when he is uh, when he has been vindicated, you would think even more so he would come out and, and do the proverbial victory lap. But he chose not to, and then we later found out uh, he wants a, he, there's a big uh, Republican agenda that needs to be passed, and by golly, it doesn't matter what happened 30, 40 years ago. We need Roy Moore in the Senate. And that seemed to kind of accentuate a divide between Trump and congressional Republicans. Because even those uh, uh, Senate Republicans who came out and endorsed more initially, albeit very hesitantly, uh, they withdrew their endorsements once they these allegations, very credible allegations of sexual abuse and molestation about Roy Moore from about 40 years ago when Roy Moore was in his 30s. And he was propositioning young women who young girls, let's be honest, they're girls and weren't yet women in their teens from ages like 14 to 16, okay? And, you know, I've heard all the excuses, and I, I don't want to hear them anymore, okay? I've written about this a lot on my blog, and I've got a couple of comments, commenters in particular, those a couple of commenters who call themselves Republicans and basically saying, well, it's the lesser of two evils. If you don't vote for Roy Moore, you're going to get a radical pro-abortion Democrat in there, and it's going to cut down on the Republicans' majority, and it's going to hurt the agenda. Well, okay, we, we have to decide if we're going to be the party of a moral high ground or we're not. Because I get I'm I, I really had my fill of this whataboutism over this special election. Because you're getting, oh, look at these de- look at these Democrats. They 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 defended Ted Kennedy and Bill Clinton. And look at that. They didn't even they didn't even go after John Conyers and Al Franken until the public pressure was put upon them to to ask for their resignations. So you know, you know what you know the, the classic whataboutism, you know, what about you know, what about all that? Right. And and I called that out, too. OK, I'm going to call it out for the Democrats. It's got we're going to call it out on our side. So the so is your answer because the Democrats do it? Well, that's the way it's played. And we should just go ahead and, and, and get down in the muck as well. It's not how it works. And Roy Moore cannot be the future of this party. The future of conservatism can't be. And I was terribly disappointed, though not surprised that President Trump came out and, and made a last second push to get more into the Senate. And I was deeply disappointed that the the Republican National Committee transferred funds to that Senate race uh, on behalf of Roy Moore. Uh, it's just terrible. But this idea that Republicans were unified behind Roy Moore is, is flat out false. Like I said, there were many senators who didn't even endorse him at the outset. This was before the allegations of, 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 of sexual misconduct came about. But there were some, again, who endorsed him, you know, very hesitatingly, but did so. You know, it's like, well, it's better than than having this radical pro-abortion Democrat. But then when the allegations came out again about sexual misconduct, even the senators that did, you know, endorse him 
very, again, hesitatingly came out and said, nope, he needs to step aside. And Mitch McConnell maintained right through election night that if Roy Moore wins this election, he better get ready for an ethics hearing, an ethics probe. And they were probably going to attempt to expel him from that seat. So, uh, like I said, in my 25 years since I made my conversion to the right side of the political aisle, I've never once rejoiced over a Democrat prevailing in an election. And I'm not going to say that I'm thrilled again about Doug Jones, who is a pro-abortion, open borders candidate, uh, emerging victorious on Tuesday. But I'm not the least bit devastated that someone as wholly unqualified and unfit as Roy Moore was sent packing. And for the record, I deemed him unfit before the allegations of sexual abuse were levied against him. I mean, saying crazy things like uh, uh, sodomy should be made illegal or that Muslims aren't fit to serve in Congress— crazy stuff like that, that in and of itself was disqualifying. And I didn't follow the primary or the runoff that closely to, to, to ascertain why he was the Republican candidate that got the nomination. You know, I, I didn't follow it that closely because I just didn't care. You know, but here we are. It's kind of what it's come to. So, uh, you know, this New York Times article indicated that uh, the Democrats were rejoicing and they're, and they're happy about this. And, and, you know, they have a legitimate reason to rejoice. But I'm sure, you know, again, I'm not a mind reader. I'm not clairvoyant. But this is what I believe, given the things Democrats say. I'm sure their satisfaction over flipping a Senate seat in a reliably red state is tempered somewhat. The reason being is their standard of zero tolerance when it comes to allegations of sexual misconduct against candidates or elected officials, is one which can no longer be used as a cudgel against Republicans. Because think about this. If Roy Moore wins that election and is seated, and even though he goes through an ethics probe and they can't rightly expel him, imagine what that does in 2018. And again, Larry Elder kind of stole my thunder a little bit when they played that little commercial from his show, but this is what I've maintained as well. Then the Democrats can jump around and say, well, you know what, look at we finally got rid of John Conyers, uh, 20-something term incumbent in the U.S. House. We got rid of Al Franken, wildly popular incumbent, U.S. Senator on Minnesota. We're cleaning our house. Okay, what about you all? So this robs the Democrats of their chanting point of we expel our perverts, but the GOP elects theirs. And so that takes that out of play for 2018. And again, I've, I've, I've said it many times on the show, week in and week out, now that there's now that Al Franken is going to move on officially in January, the Democrats now have 26 seats they have to defend in the U.S. Senate to only eight for Republicans, because now Tina Smith is going to be the interim senator, and she's indicated she's going to be wants to be the candidate in 2018 when there's a special election to fill the final two years of Al Franken's term. So now the Democrats have 26 seats they have to defend to only eight for the Republicans, and they don't have this valuable chanting point now. So this idea that the Democrats are doing this, are, are chanting from the hills, the zero tolerance, all women deserve to be believed, I don't doubt that there are some Democrats in their heart of hearts that believe this and are above partisanship and say, nope, all women deserve to be believed. It could end up backfiring on them, and that's a whole other monologue for, for another day. But there are some where it's little more than a cynical political ploy. Because I would guarantee you if there was somehow some way we could administer truth serum to some of these Democrats, they would be more disappointed that Roy Moore lost than they they are that Doug Jones won. I, again, not clairvoyant, don't claim to read anybody's minds, but I believe it given the way some of these Democrats act. So the point is, is that 2018... It's going to be a tough road to hoe. Again, Republicans, for the short term, this is going to impact their agenda because they had difficulty enough with 52 senators getting stuff passed. I mean, look look what they had to do to get finally get the tax bill through, and, and ultimately they're going to vote on it next week and probably pass it. But they couldn't get health care reform taken care of. And now that you have one less member, yeah, that's there's probably going to be gridlock. So... The Republicans now, without the Roy Marr problem hung around their neck, they can focus on vulnerable seats 
to get back to strengthen their majority. And I'll probably talk about that next segment when we talk about uh, Tina Smith taking over for Al Franken in the U.S. Senate. So, uh, again, uh, oh, did you hear that noise? Yeah, yeah, that's the door slamming of the prospects of Al Franken uh, remaining in the Senate. That's another thing that this uh, uh, Democrat victory in, in Alabama uh, did for the Senate. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can text your comments or questions to 651 651- Two four three zero three nine zero, or weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NARN. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back in mere moments on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. If some high-pressure salesperson twisted your arm into buying a timeshare, it's not your fault. Whether you bought decades ago or days ago, I bet that salesperson didn't mention your timeshare could cost you twice as much as a regular vacation, or that you'd never be able to use it when you wanted, or that your fees could shoot up every year. They misled you, and that's not fair. That's why we're here, to get your timeshare company to free you from your unwanted timeshare. Get the free information you need at 1-800-905-5833. We're the Timeshare Exit Attorneys, America's number one timeshare exit service run by real attorneys, not sales companies or middlemen. It was a salesperson who got you into this mess. Don't rely on a salesperson to get you out. We've got a 100% service guarantee, and our team has already helped thousands of people get out of unwanted timeshares. For free information, call 1-800-905-5833. That's 1-800-905-5833. 1-800-905-5833. Have pain you can't ignore? Then try first-in-class relief from Salon Pass. Salon Pass pain relief patches have everything you need in one clinically proven solution. They're the strongest label pain reliever available without a prescription. Safely relieving pain for up to 12 hours. And Salon Pass is the first and only FDA-approved OTC topical pain reliever. For first-in-class relief, get Salon Pass pain relief patches. In the green box with a blue wave. Hi, this is Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM1280, The Patriot. And I'd like to remind you to spend your money wisely and use our loyal marketing partners here at this great station. Many of our clients are local businesses who live, work, and play right here in the Twin Cities. And their success in business is our success. For a list of our loyal marketing partners, go to am1280thepatriot.com or call us at 651-405-8800. We thank you for listening and supporting our partners. Congratulations! You've won $50 off an individual corporate headshot session with Jana Noonan Photography just for listening to The Patriot right now. Jan is a seasoned pro, sought after by executives and top companies in the Twin Cities for over 25 years. That's because she knows how to bring out your best side, your personality. To claim your $50 discount on an on-location headshot session, contact Jana, N-O-O-N-A-N, photography.com today and mention AM 1280 The Patriot. You'd like nothing better than to see him speechless and dumbfounded as he opens his gift. So you stay alert, listening for something that piques his interest. But before you can buy it, he'll come home with it. Here's something he'll never expect. A fine watch from Wixen Jewelers. Wixen's collection of exquisite timepieces, the prestigious brands he loves, is unequaled in the state. He won't know what hit him. Wixen Jewelers, open today noon to 5 and every day till Christmas. Just off 35W at 99th and Lindale, Bloomington. Online at wixenjewelers.com. Hey, welcome back. Game 12 the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. I was driving through Georgia in late July. It is me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning into the broadcast. I am here closing out this week's edition of Northern Alliance Radio Network programming. You can uh, ca- catch my friend and colleague, King Banyan, on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman. It is the King Banyan Show from 9 to 11 a.m. on Saturdays and replayed 9 to 11 a.m. On Sundays, again, that's on AM 1440. And if you, you're going to want to check out the podcast if you didn't have a chance to listen to King's show live because he breaks down a lot of the nuances of the tax bill that, that uh, passed through conference committee uh, this past week and will be up for a full vote probably this week. Definitely going to want to check that out. And, of course, my friend and colleague Mitch Berg, he's on these very airwaves every Saturday from 1 to 3 p.m. He's the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance. I am the closer. Closing out every Sunday, 2 to 3 p.m. And, as always, we appreciate you tuning in. I, I did allude a little bit to the Minnesota Senate uh, seat where Al Franken 
within the past, a little over a week ago, I guess it is now, uh, elected to resign amid public pressure after allegations came out about his improper conduct with uh, multiple females. Of course, the initial strike against him came a few weeks ago where he there was a picture that came out where he was groping Leanne Tweeden on a USO tour back in 2006. Uh, obviously, he could hardly deny that. It's photographic evidence, but he said he didn't remember the same way that Leanne Tweeden did about a rehearsal that they were doing for a skit where apparently Al Franken was a little aggressive in rehearsing. I'll just leave it at that because the mere uh, just thinking about Al Franken doing some of those things is disgusting. But there was also several women that have come out and said Al Franken uh, groped them inappropriately, whether it be with a photo op or what have you. And Franken ended up resigning. And a lot of people were saying Al Franken left the door open. He said, because he said on his speech from the floor that he was going to resign in the quote-unquote coming weeks. And he never gave a specific date. And the the uh, the theory was then that he was going to wait for the result of the Alabama Senate election and that if Roy Moore was elected, he could come out and say, well, you know what, this guy who has credible allegations against him of uh, sexual misconduct, he gets to be seated in the Senate, but yet I'm being drummed out on mere allegations of inappropriate behavior. Uh, that something doesn't seem right here. And so people were su- suggesting that Franken was leaving the door open in, in the event Roy Moore got elected. Well, Roy Moore was sent packing, did not did not win. And kudos to uh, conservatives who realize that Roy Moore cannot be the future of our party, of our movement, can't be. So, again, I give kudos to those because uh, for, uh, the final some of the final numbers I saw, I think Doug Jones got about 98% of Hillary Clinton's vote total in Alabama, the 2016 presidential election, whereas Roy Moore got less than half of what Donald Trump obtained in Alabama. And that was enough for Jones to squeak out a narrow victory. So my point in saying that in all this is now Franken no longer has that justification. And then it was further hampered by, uh, on Wednesday, Minnesota Governor Mark Dayton appointing his fellow Democrat and his lieutenant governor, Tina Smith, uh, to replace Al Franken. And, of course, that appointment will last for about a year, and then a special election will take place during the regular midterms next year. And, obviously, the uh, this particular special election, it will fill the remainder of Al Franken's term, which was to be up in 2020. I'll read from a uh, Pioneer Press article. Uh, Smith was widely seen as Dayton's top choice from the moment Franken announced his resignation last week, and and she said she would run in the November special election to complete Franken's term through 2020. I will run in that election, and I will do my best to earn Minnesotan support, she said at a news conference where Dayton announced her appointment. Smith had previously declined to run for governor, raising questions about whether she would launch a Senate campaign that would be in the national spotlight. She said she decided to take the position as more than a mere caretaker after some reflection. This is an extraordinary moment, she said, apparently referring not only to Franken's resignation amid allegations of sexually inappropriate behavior, but also to the tenor of politics today. I had to ask myself, what is the best way to serve? She said her decision to stand for election shows a commitment to the job. Uh, Another aspect of the story that had been coming about, I mean, first of all, this was the worst kept secret probably in politics because almost immediately after Al Franken announced he was going to resign in the coming weeks, people said, well, for sure, Mark Dayton is going to appoint his lieutenant governor, Tina Smith, to to take uh, take his place. There was there was rumored other candidates, but it always seemed to be solidly in favor of Tina Smith. And there were also rumblings that Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer, he was encouraging Dayton to select a replacement who would be a viable candidate in the 2018 special election because the Democrats realize they already, of the 33 Senate seats were up, and I alluded to this in the first segment, 25 of the 33 Senate seats up in 2018, this is before even Franken's seat became open, that those were going to be Democrat seats. So obviously Schumer realizing that they're going to have to really play defense in the Democrat held seats and try to pluck one or two Republican seats of the eight that are up and try to flip those. It's going to be a difficult task for the Democrats, but as we've seen over the past couple of years, literally anything can happen. So I'm not in the business of making predictions uh, because 
whatever conventional wisdom you applied to previous midterm cycles, uh, I don't think you can apply any conventional wisdom to any aspect of this political cycle anymore. So (laughs) as long as Trump is president, that is for certain. But depending upon who the Republicans select as their candidate in the special election for this for Franken's old seat, uh, this particular race, it could have an impact on the Senate's balance of power because. I'll just say this up front. I would be surprised if the Republicans could somehow flip this seat, Franken's seat. I'd be very surprised. But I am ripe for surprise, to be sure. But my goal would simply be for Dems to have to divert any kind of resources to this particular race at all. Because that means that's resources they have to take away from Vulnerable Democrat candidates like Heidi Heitkamp in North Dakota, uh, John Tester, Montana, Joe Donnelly in Indiana, Claire McCaskill in Missouri, Joe Manchin in West Virginia. Those are some of the some of the ones I can think of off the top of my head that are in currently senators in states where Trump won, as he says, bigly, uh, but are going to have to play some serious defense. I'm trying to think if there's uh, possibly any other. Uh, vulnerable, uh, vulnerable Democrats. Those are some of the ones, like I say, I could think of off the top of my head. So the point is, is that if the Democrats have to divert any resources whatsoever to Franken's old seat, that's that fewer they have to play defense in those critical races. Now, again, a lot can happen. Uh, Trump has kind of been a, a drag on the party, but passing tax reform, signing that into law, that's certainly going to be a feather in the Republicans' cap that they can tout if it turns out their projections are correct. Because, of course, the tax bill, a lot of what people are talking about now is that it's going to add a $1.5 trillion to the deficit over the next 10 years. And the Republicans are arguing, yeah, that may be true, but if this triggers the kind of economic growth we believe it will, those deficits will be offset. And people will know this by how much more money they're bringing home. And if the economy is strong and if they get consistently more than 3% growth every quarter from now until the midterm elections, that's certainly going to bode well. Of course, the X factor is Trump continuing to be Trump, okay? And that will gin up Democrats to be more motivated to get out the polls in midterm elections like we saw in 2010, the first midterm that Barack Obama had to endure, and in 1994, the first midterm Bill Clinton had to endure. Okay, incumbent presidents typically in their first term the midterms are typically a repudiation. The one kind of glaring exception is 2002 for George W. Bush because people felt he showed exemplary uh, leadership in the aftermath of 9-11. So therefore, Republicans maintained control, or I, I think they may even increase their majorities in 2002 in the House and Senate. I have to look back on that, but point is it w- definitely was not a big repudiation of George W. Bush, that much I recall. So uh, like with, like they've done with, with, the, with Senator Amy Klobuchar, the left is downplaying Smith's far less progressive chops, uh, specifically the, her affiliation with Planned Parenthood of Minnesota, South Dakota, and, and North, North Dakota, where she was their vice president at one point in her career. And she also served as chief of staff on Mayor Minneapolis Mayor R.T. Rybeck's, I believe it was during his second term. So these particular posts are very high-level, far-left appointments, posts that she had. And they may, they're, they'd obviously play well among the DFL's Metrocrats, but it's going to be a tough sell for outstate DFLers. That, that's for certain. But where Smith has an advantage is she has been in, she's been part of a statewide campaign before because she was named Mark, Runner, Mark Dayton's running mate when Dayton ran for re-election for governor in 2014. So she knows what it takes to win a state, uh, state election, statewide election. And Another another advantage that Smith has, Amy Klobuchar's regular term is also up in 2018, and Klobuchar is still very, very popular in the state. So the fact that Smith and Klobuchar will be running in tandem in 2018 definitely is not going to be a detriment to Tina Smith. And by the way, did you see this? Someone already proposed this meme on Twitter, which, to be honest with you, made me want to puke. They're playing up the Tina and Amy angle. You know, they're putting out memes with Tina Fey and Amy Poehler, the, the female comedic duo. So uh, given that uh, Hollywood is typically far left, imagine I imagine those are going to be some contributions in kind where they're going to probably be making up memes featuring Tina and Amy 
as parallel to Tina Smith and Amy Klobuchar in the Minnesota Senate race. So that's definitely not going to hurt. Uh, that is for certain. But uh, now we await the names of those who will vie for the GOP nomination for the seat. All I can say to the Minnesota Republicans, choose wisely. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also text your comments or questions to 651-243-0390 or weigh in via Twitter at hashtag N-A-R-N. Brad Carlson, The Closer, right here on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. These soldiers' greetings are brought to you by 511 Tactical in Richfield. Hi, this is Specialist Nutta Harris from Apple Valley, Minnesota, stationed at Camp Beer in Kuwait. I just want to say happy holidays to my parents and my family, and I'll be home soon. 511 Tactical is a proud supporter of the Folds of Honor Foundation, helping military families' lives. For info on how to get involved, visit the blog page at 511tactical.com. 511 Tactical would like to thank our servicemen and women all around the world and wish them a happy holidays. You know, you can get tremendous pain relief benefits with Relief Factor without any of the negative side effects of ibuprofen. Why? Because this is natural, healthy stuff. There are no side effects. There's no prescription drugs. There's no chemicals. Just good, healthy dietary supplements that unleash your own body's natural healing powers. 80% of people who start with a quick start, just 1995 for three whole weeks, end up getting more Relief Factor. You should give it a try. Again, you have nothing to lose but your pain and the whole world to gain. Nineteen ninety-five comes to ninety-five cents a day. That's less than a cup of coffee a day for pain relief. Go to relieffactor.com. Read all the testimonials. Find out about it for yourself and order that quick start. Just nineteen ninety-five or ninety-five cents a day for three weeks. Or you can call them. It's toll free. They can answer all your questions. One eight hundred five hundred eight three eight four. That's toll free. One eight hundred five hundred eight three eight four. Relief. The skills you can develop as a soldier in the Army National Guard can give you an edge in the high-tech job market of tomorrow. The Guard offers career training to take advantage of your skills in science, technology, engineering, and math that can help give you a leg up to a high-paying and rewarding STEM profession. Get a head start on your career while earning money to pay for college. Log on to NationalGuard.com to learn about all of the STEM career opportunities in the Army National Guard. Sponsored by the Minnesota Army National Guard. Aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association at this station. The following is not an actor, but a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. My husband and I wanted to buy a new car, and we don't have very good credit ratings, so the bank recommended Trinity, so we called them. And the people were very nice. They told us the best solution for our problems. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976 to talk to a certified counselor. Trinity consolidated our bills, got us a lower interest rate, and a much better monthly payment. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, put a stop to late fees and over-limit charges, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. We feel much better now. Things are going pretty well. And since we've been with Trinity, our credit rating has really improved. If your debt has you down, call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. My name is Ann, and we're debt-free for keeps. 1-800-990-6976. Hey, welcome back, AM twelve eighty, the Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another segment on the broadcast. We like to call the closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning in. I know you're not in a time warp. We're not going back to the old first-team Saturday days of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. I believe uh, the last days of the first team, this was their uh, theme song, so I'm co-opting it, I guess. <laughs> Shout-out to Brian Ward, John Hinderocker, Chad the Elder. Miss those guys. But, hey, Mitch and I are still here, as is King, so take it for what that's worth. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, you know, as I mentioned, 2018 is going to be a very busy uh, election cycle, particularly in the state of Minnesota. Let's count it down. We've got all eight U.S. House seats up for re-election. Uh, Amy Klobuchar's regular term was going to be up, and now the special election for Al Frank, the final two years of Al Franken's Senate seat are going to be up. All 134 Minnesota House seats and all statewide races, including for Minnesota governor, 
uh, auditor, secretary of state. And the race we want to talk about in particular is attorney general. And joining us in studio right now is Doug Wardlow. He is vying to be the Republican candidate for Minnesota attorney general. Doug and I were just talking a little bit off air. The last time a Republican was elected for this particular seat uh, before I was born, which tells you how long ago that was. 1967, a gentleman by the name of Douglas Head was elected as a Minnesota attorney general, a Republican. And since 1955, he is the only Republican that has been elected. So four years of the past 62 has a Republican held this post. So that kind of tells you how important that is. And here to, uh, uh, no pressure, Doug, here to break that streak, the aforementioned Doug Wardlow. Doug, welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Well, it's wonderful to be here. Thank you, Brad. I appreciate you uh, joining us on this uh, Sunday afternoon. I guess um, first we'll start off, Doug, we... Like I alluded to, only one Republican in the last 62 years has been elected to the seat. I mean, we've had Republican governors in the same, multiple Republican governors in the same time frame, multiple Republican secretaries of state, auditors. How does that happen? How does the attorney general slip through the cracks and not have a single Republican in the last 50 years, Doug Wardlow? It's something we cannot allow to continue Indeed. to happen. We absolutely must uh, get this seat back into Republican hands. Just imagine the uh, level of corruption that's going on in the attorney general's office right now. We know we have some uh, indications of some of it. But uh, when any one party holds an office for quite that long, I think there's going to be uh, there's going to be problems. So it's time to uh, it's time to clean house. Clean house. I'd say so. I'd say so. Now, uh, Doug, give a little bit of, about your background. Uh, you served one term in the Minnesota House. Actually, your district was just east of here in yep. in Egan. That's right. Uh, you served again. Were elected in uh, 2010. Served the one term and currently are an attorney. And uh, we we'll, may want to talk about this a little later. But you currently mm-hmm. practice law with the Alliance for Defending Freedom. And if you've listened to this show or Hugh Hewitt's show, or any of the other uh, prominent Salem media group shows, you know Alliance for Defending Freedom has a big case going on in the Supreme Court right now. We may talk about that next segment. But obviously, Doug, the issue at hand, you're vying to be the Republican candidate for attorney general. We've heard a lot from uh, different uh, uh, conservative politicos, what have you, that the Office of Attorney General, particularly under Lori Swanson's leadership, has underserved the citizens of Minnesota. What are some examples of that, Doug Wardlow? Yes, they have. Uh, for example, in 2012, there was a double murder in Morrison County up in Little Falls. Very complicated case. So one of the things that the Attorney General's Office does is uh, handle difficult criminal appeals and then also difficult prosecutions for county attorneys. They'll come in and assist or just take over a prosecution. Okay. So the Morrison County Attorney in 2012 asked for help. It's a very difficult kind of case they had before them. And Laurie Swanson's office said no. Why? That should never happen, right? Why they did didn't have it? the resources. They didn't have the resources because the Democrats focused the resources of the office you know, for the last 46 years on things that are more politically useful for them. Mm, okay. And I've talked to county attorneys, and this seems to be something that's kind of widely known. So the test for Lori Swanson's office is, is this going to be politically useful, politically useful for us or not? Uh, and if it's not, they're not going to do it. Obviously, there was a, a large influx of state attorneys generals during the during the uh, passage of Obamacare that got in and wanted to protect their states from this very monstrous government overreach. Lori, Sla- Lori Swanson declined. What was her reasoning on that, Doug Wardlow? Well, Lori Swanson is not, doesn't care too much about defending people's fundamental constitutional rights. Doesn't think too much about the Constitution at all, I don't think. So it'll be good to have an attorney general in there who actually cares about constitutional rights and knows how to get into court and defend them, which is what I do every day at Alliance Defending Freedom. Indeed, indeed. Now, obviously, this uh, particular race... Uh, unfortunately, is one that doesn't seem to get as much notoriety as, say, the governor's race. You know, we talked about statewide races for both U.S. Senate seats, and even Secretary of State has gotten some notoriety. Mm-hmm. People are kind of understand what goes on there, particularly uh, uh, back in 2008 uh, when we were talking about the aforementioned Franken election and the uh, voter in, uh, integrity or lack thereof that went on mm-hmm. with that. So when people come up to you and they, they ask you, what does an attorney general do? How do you answer that, Doug Wardlaw? So the, the question really should be, what should the attorney general be doing? Right? Uh, indeed. And indeed. what do attorneys general in other states do? And what should our attorney general be doing? And what they should be doing is standing up for people's constitutional rights, making sure people are safe by backing up county attorneys, and also fighting election fraud. That's another thing attorneys general should do in Minnesota. And, and, but and, we're told by Ryan Winkler we have the best election system in the country, Doug Wardlaw. Well, that's How can right. This I be? forgot. Yes, well, yes. Yes, it's, yes. Carry on, carry on. There is election fraud in Minnesota. <laughs> and if we had an attorney general, and when I am attorney general, we're gonna, on day one, we're going to set up a task force to investigate uh, and coordinate investigation of election fraud and legal voting. And then we're going to back up the county attorneys and make sure that they are prosecuting illegal voting, which is a hard thing to prosecute, and make sure that they have expertise and the backing they need to do it. And just that right there, that one thing, that'll change the political trajectory of our state. So what are some of the, uh, as you're out campaigning, obviously, Election Day 
less than a year away now, so it'll it'll go quick. And obviously, you knew all about running campaigns, albeit in, in the House district. Obviously, this is a bigger animal statewide campaign. But as you're out there campaigning and engaging the citizens, what kind of inquiries are you getting other than, you know, what an attorney general should be doing? I mean, are there specific issues about which they're very concerned, which they do feel that Lori Swanson is not serving the citizens of Minnesota? Well, probably the number one uh, issue I hear about is, is the issue we just talked about, election fraud. But mm-hmm. And then also people are concerned about uh, criminal law in Minnesota and about public safety and, and the rule of law. Another thing I hear a lot about is just the, the administrative state, the regulatory state. People are burdened by, and especially business owners, are burdened by, uh, the alphabet soup of agencies we have coming after them in regulatory enforcement actions. And that's another thing the Attorney General can. And what I will do is we're going to rein in the administrative state because the Attorney General is the legal representative for all state agencies, of which we have over 100. And we have over 100,000 rules, right, that are written by bureaucrats and sure. not by our, our elected leaders. And that is very burdensome and it, it hurts the business climate. So the Attorney General can counsel agencies to back off when they're doing something that's improper or overburdening our businesses or individuals here in our state. So are you seeing a, So, are you, if I'm understanding you correctly, are you seeing a uh, usurpation or an abuse of this separation of powers where these bureaucracies that are part of an overarching executive branch are putting, inserting themselves in areas they shouldn't be, Doug Wardlow? Oh, absolutely. That's exactly what's going on. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, you know, and I understand that probably, uh, I guess we'll get to that question next. Uh, would you say that was maybe the catalyst, the motivation for you getting in this particular race because you're seeing these particular issues which need to be bo- uh, brought to the forefront and just are not getting the notoriety? Certainly. That's one of the catalysts. Absolutely. And oh. then, you know, looking at other states and, and what attorneys general do in other states in terms of promoting the rule of law, making sure people's constitutional rights are upheld and are being protected. It, it's, a, it's a big, important job that is just not being done here in Minnesota at all. So what, uh, as far as a, uh, now this, like a, we indicated, this being a uh, statewide race, uh, uh, putting a lot of miles in the car, Doug Wardlow, are you finally oh, getting yes. a uh, getting an impression of how big the state actually is? It's a big state. Uh, yeah, It's it a is. wonderful state. It's a very big state. We've made about, you know, going on 100 campaign stops around the state so far. And uh, there is fantastic support all over the state. Once people hear about what the Attorney General should be doing here in Minnesota, they're getting very interested and very excited about this race, and that's, that's wonderful to see. So there's a great conversation going on all across the state about what our Attorney General should be doing and what we're going to do with that office when we win it uh, in November 2018. Now, I don't have to tell you, Doug Wardlow, because you are a longtime resident of this uh, the state of Minnesota, that a Republican has not won, forget about the Attorney General's office, a Republican hasn't won a statewide race of any kind since Governor Pawlenty was elected back in 2006. So it's going on 12 years now. So with with that in mind, uh, we want to obviously promote you and and the other statewide candidates. But this is your uh, platform today, Doug Wardlow. Uh, how can some people find out more about your campaign? Maybe your website. Obviously, contribute to the cause because this is going to take some resources. Statewide yes, races does. always do. So if you want to uh, promote some of your social media and websites and whatnot, yeah, feel free. Absolutely. So check out the website, DougWardlowAG.com, AG for Attorney General. So DougWardlowAG.com. And then we have a Facebook page, Doug Wardlow for Attorney General. And then on Wednesday night, this Wednesday, December 20th, from 6 o'clock to 9 o'clock at O'Gara's in uh, St. Paul, we'll no, be having uh, a fundraiser. Mm-hmm. Uh, so stop on by there. We'll be... Uh, talking more about the race, and, and, and we, need the, we need the support and the financial contributions as well because we're going to need to raise about $1.1 to $1.2 million to win this, and we know we can win it. You know, Donald Trump came within 1.5% of, of winning Minnesota. Yes. And there is tremendous energy all across the state, especially in greater Minnesota, and especially up uh, in the 8th Congressional District and the 7th Congressional District um, up in the north on, near the Iron Range. You know, we are finding that a lot of people that are, are typically – Democrat voters, union members, rank-and-file union members are coming our way because they see that the Democrats are not pro-life, they're not pro-family, they're not pro-gun, they're not sportsmen, right? And they're not supporting mining, and they're not supporting uh, fair trade. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing I have, I've, uh, for a couple of years, I actually worked for Bob Lighthizer, who is the United States Trade Representative now. And during that time, I spent those two years fighting unfairly dumped and subsidized imports of steel from China helping save the American steel industry and directly supporting job creation up on the Iron Range and then in supporting industries as well. Okay. So when I'm Attorney General, we're going to be testifying in front of the International Trade Commission uh, in trade actions, and we're going to be making sure that, say, China is not, you know, India, other countries, but are not targeting our American steel industry for destruction, which directly impacts the uh, Iron Range. Well, again, we are joined by Doug Wardlow. He vying to be the Republican candidate for Minnesota Attorney General. And as Doug indicated, you can check out his website, Doug Wardlow. That's W-A-R-D-L-O-W, Doug Wardlow, A-G 
com. Definitely check out that site. Uh, there's a contribute button. Again, Doug's uh, obviously indicated it's going to take resources to win a race like this, a statewide race. Uh, Doug, we have to take a break. Are we able to hold on for another segment? Absolutely. Okay. Doug Wardlow, he vined to be the Republican candidate for Minnesota Attorney General next year. And if uh, you'd like to call with a question or comment, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag N-A-R-N. One final segment coming up with the aforementioned Doug Wardlow right here on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. When you need a service for your home or business, you know you can trust our advertising partners here on AM 1280, The Patriot. The Blue Ox Heating and Air Business of the Week gives you an opportunity to get to know these companies a little bit better. So tune in weekdays at 9.04 a.m. and 6.04 p.m. to the Patriot Business of the Week. Brought to you by Blue Ox Heating and Air. For quality heating and air services and products, go online to GoBlueOx.com. These soldiers' greetings brought to you by Pets Loyal to Vets. I'm Senior Airman Charles Dernan. I'm currently deployed to Turkey, and I just want to say hi to my family and friends back in Apple Valley, Minnesota. Uh, love you, Mom. Love you, Dad. Uh, my two sisters. Love you both, and uh, hope to see you soon. Pets Loyal to Vets is a local nonprofit that trains dogs exclusively for Minnesota veterans diagnosed and treated for service-connected traumas. They would like to wish all of the servicemen and women around the world a happy holidays. For many businesses, hiring is tough. You want access to highly qualified candidates fast. And you don't want to sign a long-term contract or pay upfront fees. That's why you need Indeed.com, delivering six times more hires than any other job site, according to independent research. Indeed is offering new users a $50 credit to give their first job post premium visibility as a sponsored job. Redeem this offer at Indeed.com slash credit. That's Indeed.com slash credit. Terms, conditions, and quality standards apply. Did your financial advisor lose 30% or more of your life savings during the last market crash? Are you afraid it could happen again? I'm Pastor David Mitchell, founder of Tradeway. Tradeway specializes in teaching you how to cut out the middleman and take control of your money. At our first event, Step 1, Start Your Journey, you'll learn how business principles from the Bible, combined with our powerful skill sets for stock trading, can give you the ability to make informed financial decisions for your family. Having control can give you peace of mind even in an uncertain market because nobody cares as much about your hard-earned money as you do. Tradeway, you'll learn to reach your biggest goals by taking small steps. Coming to the Sheraton Bloomington, January 26th and 27th. Only $99.95 for your entire household, plus a free ticket for a friend and a full money-back guarantee. To register, call 877-907-TRADE. That's 877-907-8723. Or go to Tradeway.com. That's Tradeway.com. Discovering things may not be just right at mom and dad's house can be overwhelming. Seeking help in handling their affairs can be confusing. Your Game Plan for Aging hosts, Gretchen Messenger and David Wick, will provide helpful information about handling aging loved ones' affairs on Thursday, January 11, from 5.30 to 7 p.m. at the Edina YMCA. A light meal will be provided, and the event is free. RSVP at the YMCA in Edina at 952-835-2567. Hey, welcome back, AM twelve eighty, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with one final segment with our guest Doug Wardlow. Again, he vying to be the Republican candidate for Minnesota Attorney General. Check out his website, dougwardlowag.com. I've also uh, linked to it at today's promotional post at bradcarlson.org, so you can go click on it there and find out how to meet Doug, contribute to his campaign again, a fundraiser this Wednesday at O'Gara's. What time, Doug Wardlow? Six to nine. Six to nine. Okay. Six to nine this Wednesday at O'Gara's. That's a popular hangout for uh, for a lot of our listeners, so they definitely know how to find it. Uh, Doug, we talked about your candidacy last segment, but I am fascinated by a couple of uh, things you've got going on with your organization. Again, Doug currently practices law with Alliance Defending Freedom, where he litigates constitutional cases in defense of free speech, religious liberty, and freedom of association. Uh, obviously, the most noteworthy case it took place some oral arguments took place within the last couple of weeks at the United States Supreme Court and this is something that I've been following here in this show I know our listeners have it has to do with a 
a bakery in Colorado, Masterpiece Cake Shop, owned by Jack Phillips. Uh, why don't you give a little background about how this case came about, and then Jack Phillips is currently the appellate, so he's obviously the defendant of the U.S. Supreme Court because he is appealing a ruling where he, they were basically told, you have to lend your services, you have to use your services in an area you don't want to use them. Why don't you kind of right, give right. some background, Doug? And not just uh, his services, but his artistic abilities and, and his ability to express himself through his cakes, which are his masterpieces, hence the name of his cake shop, Masterpiece Cake yes. Shop. So Jack Phillips in Colorado has a cake shop where he takes pride in, you know, they, they do sell like sheet cakes and things like that right. uh, to the general public. But then in addition to that, and the main part of the business is Jack creates custom cakes for weddings, and it's a very artistic kind of thing, and he puts his heart and soul into these cakes. And so when a same, and he's, he's a, devout, a devout Christian, and so when a same-sex couple came into his cake shop and asked him not to just, you know, sell them a, a, a sheet cake, which he would have done, of, of course, course, of course, course he would have done, mm-hmm. um, but to create a custom cake uh, to celebrate their same-sex wedding, Jack had to say and did say, no, he couldn't do that, based and, on his religious beliefs. And to be clear... He's also said he would not also lend his artistic talents to, say, for a Halloween party because he's against, say, witchcraft. Precisely. That's or, right. That's or right. a bachelor party that's right. because he's against lechery and lewdness and all that sort of exactly, thing. Exactly. So. Exactly. So he's not going to create cakes uh, to support messages with which he disagrees right. on, you know, for, for religious reasons or any other reasons, really, uh, for, for that matter. And so uh, what this, this couple did is they went and they filed a complaint with the Colorado Civil Rights Commission. Mm-hmm. And the Colorado Civil Rights Commission uh, eventually found in favor of the couple and against... Phillips mm-hmm. and his cake shop, and they actually uh, said that in the future he has to create wedding cakes for same-sex couples if he's going to make wedding cakes at all. Mm. Uh, and they ordered his him and his staff basically to re-education with quarterly check-ins with the Colorado Civil Rights Commission. That 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 word re-education makes me a little nervous, Doug Wardlow. I'm not yes. going to lie. Uh. <laughs> yes. Well, it should. It should, because what hangs in the balance of this case is the First Amendment itself, mm. whether the government can compel a person to uh, express something with which they disagree, to celebrate something with which they disagree, and in this particular case, to use their artistic talents to uh, express something with which they fundamentally disagree. So both religious liberty and freedom of speech are at stake. So pretty much... You know, the real meat of the First Amendment. If we lose this case, right. there isn't much of a First Amendment left. So I'm I'm very hopeful, given how oral arguments went, that we're gonna it'll go our way. Now, obviously, the one that, you know we've we've talked about this before. Uh, Justice Kennedy was kind of the uh, quote unquote swing vote when same sex marriage kind of became the law of the land back in 2015. So people think of that and they think, well, Justice Kennedy will be an ally in this case. But this isn't so much the issue of same-sex marriage, is it, Doug Wardle? No, it's it has not. to do with uh, forcing relationships. Right. It has nothing. I mean, it, it only the facts have to do with same-sex weddings, but the, the case is about free speech and freedom of association and religious freedom. That's what it's about. Uh, so whatever a person thinks about uh, same-sex marriage, same-sex weddings, they still should be able to. And I think we, most Americans do agree that free speech is important and people shouldn't be forced to associate with people that they don't want to associate with. Uh, when they're using their artistic talents, they shouldn't be able to force to express something they don't agree with. And I am a bit hopeful uh, because Justice Kennedy did have one comment during oral, oral arguments that was, was um, you know, give some cause for optimism. He said that uh, the Colorado Civil Rights Commission seem neither tolerant nor respectful of Mr. Phillips' religious beliefs. Mm. That coming from Justice Kennedy is a good sign. Now, of course, he said some other things, other parts, points in the argument, which weren't as, um, you know, cause, don't give as much cause for hope. But, but he is thinking about this, and this is not your typical, this isn't about same-sex marriage. Right, right. Yeah, and, and like I say, we've, we've tried to glean what justices are thinking from oral arguments in the past, and we ended up getting it wrong. Right. So <laughs> you can't really do it. I mean, it's so, mostly a conversation amongst each other up there on the bench, right? Right, um, right. And they're trying to you know, pull the majority together and, and see who's going to write what concurrences or dissents and all that. So. so when people say, you know, when people hear about this particular case and they say, well, wasn't this settled with the Civil Rights Act years ago? Public accommodations uh, shouldn't, I mean, you can't discriminate against people based on uh, race or, or, or orientation and whatnot. How do you respond to something like that, Doug Wardlow? Oh, right. You can't, you can't discriminate under public accommodations law. For, but is that relevant example, here? Well, here, the public accommodations law should be read, okay, so if... Jack Phillips said no to selling a sheet cake to somebody who is um, a, a homosexual person. Well, that would clearly violate Colorado's law, but that's not what we have going on here. Okay. This is about uh, the Civil Rights Commission is claiming there's a violation because Jack Phillips refused to use his artistic uh, express, uh, abilities to create a custom cake, and that's when the First Amendment comes into play, and that is a very um, 
a very fundamental thing, right? Because now you're talking about the First Amendment and whether a person can be compelled to share a message um, with which they disagree. Yeah, and, and, and you know, I, and I know we talked a little bit this, about this off air. Just from a logical standpoint, it has never made any sense to me why you would want to force someone to be part of, let's be honest, a wedding, your wedding, very memorable day, very special day. You're going to force someone to be a part of it that they don't want to be a part. That has never right. made any sense to me. It doesn't I mean, make any forget sense. the legalese or anything like that, but forcing someone to be a part of something with which they don't want to associate, that, that doesn't make any sense to me, right, Doug Warlow. Right. So, right, it, it doesn't. And so this is a case of certain individuals on the left that are, are, are pressing a particular agenda, and they do not want uh, anybody to disagree. They, 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 they basically want people to fall in line and to celebrate what they want celebrated, but that's not how America works. And and to let's uh, let's be clear, you know, Doug's uh, um, obviously he works for the Alliance Defending Freedom. This is a nonprofit organization, yes. correct? Okay. So I know Hugh Hewitt has done these done this on his morning show. Hugh Hewitt is heard every morning, weekday morning, in these airwaves, five to eight a.m. right here, AM twelve eighty, the Patriot, and uh, AFD ADF Legal. They do take uh, contributions. So uh, I don't feel I'm overstepping my bounds here, and Doug didn't put me up to this because I feel very strongly about this organization. Go to ADFlegal.org. That's ADFlegal.org. And cases like this are going to be brought before the Supreme Court. This is a landmark case. This is a landmark ruling. And obviously they could use as many resources as they possibly can. So, folks, if you feel compelled, go to ADFlegal.org and donate whatever money that you can to ensure that people that want to continue to, well, a whole cling to the First Amendment right, right, right. if nothing else, and, are properly represented. Right. And you know, these threats to the First Amendment and, and to the Constitution, they exist right here in Minnesota, right? Mm-hmm. So we had the case down Bell Plain with the religious statue where the Freedom from Religion Foundation came in and tried to force the city to get rid of it, and they did cave, but we pushed back. Um, then we have cases, we had a case up in Virginia, Minnesota, involving uh, a transgender student at a high school. Mm-hmm. And so these cases, they do, um, they're, they're all around the country, including here in Minnesota. So if we want to stand up for um, right to privacy and the First Amendment, free speech, freedom of religion, uh, the Second Amendment, right to bear arms. We need to have an attorney general in place who knows how to do these things and is going to use the office to protect our constitutional rights. And that's what I'm going to do, and that's why I'm running. Once again, that's DougWardlowAG.com, DougWardlowAG.com, to find out more about his candidacy to be the next attorney general and the first Republican to be attorney general in Minnesota since 1967. Doug, appreciate the time today. Thanks so much, and we'll catch up soon. Wonderful. Thank you, Brad. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you as always for tuning in. Godspeed, my friends. Have yourselves a blessed week. Closing time. Turn all of the lights. You'd like nothing better than to see him speechless and dumbfounded as he opens his gift. So you stay alert, listening for something that piques his interest. But before you can buy it, he'll come home with it. Here's something he'll never expect. A fine watch from Wixen Jewelers. Wixen's collection of exquisite timepieces, the prestigious brands he loves, is unequaled in the state. He won't know what hit him. Wixen Jewelers, open today, noon to 5, and every day till Christmas. Just off 35W at 99th and Lindale, Bloomington. Online at wixenjewelers.com. New research shows that the wrong bacteria in your gut could make you feel anxious, stressed, even sad. To feel better, get the right probiotic at Walgreens. Probiogen Stress and Mood is specially formulated to help you cope with stress. With probiotics and herbs, plus minerals that influence the release of neurotransmitters, Probiogen can help improve your mood. Feel better. Get Probiogen in the pink and green box in the supplement aisle at Walgreens, Harmon, or Probiogen.com. Hi, this is Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM 1280, The Patriot. And I'd like to remind you to spend your money wisely and use our loyal marketing partners here at this great station. Many of our clients are local businesses who live, work, and play right here in the Twin Cities, and their success in business is our success. For a list of our loyal marketing partners, go to am1280thepatriot.com or call us at 651-405-8800. We thank you for listening and supporting our partners. As Winston Churchill said, all the great things are simple and many can be expressed in a single word. Freedom, justice, honor, duty, mercy, and hope. Hi, this is Andrew Parker with the law firm of Parker Daniels Keyboard. Join me Sundays for the Justice Hour. We'll talk politics, Israel, and the law with prominent newsmakers. The Justice Hour, Sundays at 4 p.m. on AM 1280 The Patriot. Parker Daniels Keyboard, wise counsel, winning results. Go to parkerdk.com.
If it was 1990, you'd be listening to your favorite radio station on a bulky boombox that burns through D batteries faster than you can say, you've got mail. Thankfully, it's the 21st century, and there are much better alternatives. For example, just ask Alexa to tune in. Alexa, play the Patriot Minneapolis. It's time to throw out that old beeper and get with the times. Listen to your favorite AM 1280 The Patriot hosts in high quality with Alexa and Amazon Echo. Computer, execute 12.4p operation. Optimizing algorithm. Running encryption packet alpha. Night, night. Oh, I don't feel so good. What? What is it, computer? Is it hot in here? It feels hot in here? I feel a little clammy. I should lie down or something. A computer with a virus? Surprising. What's not surprising? How much you could save by switching to GEICO. Those oysters Rockefeller were a mistake. GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. This is AM 1280, 